How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about. Basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Big Sunday. Jay Binkley, Grant Nicholson producing. Gotta love it. Nathan's Hot Dog Contest. It's getting ready to air right now. George Shea, best public address announcer, introducer I've ever seen. I mean, it's unbelievable. Joey Shea, it gets me fired up. I just want to punch a wall when I hear that. And someone stole my Nathan hot dog hat. I had one of those foam hats. But the text line, the calls, talking about steaks and burgers and brats and fireworks. And again, Missouri's the number one firework buying state in the union. Kansas, number three. Nebraska's number two, so it's just a little corridor here. This is the corridor of fun in America right here. But it's about enjoying life, living life, watching some ball. I just had a NASCAR driver on to be NASCAR today. If you can't find something to smile about today, you need to go go somewhere, man. If you can't smile today, you got issues. Joining us now, our Royals insider, Josh Vernier. What's up, Vern? What's going on, buddy? How are you? It's America, buddy. Happy Fourth of July. <laughs> it is America. I'm looking at my uh, my American flag right now. I got are uh, you? waving proudly in the nah. on the flagpole out in the front yard. Nice. You get the flagpole. I mean, it was here when we bought the house. I I, I can't take too much credit for it, but uh, I did go out and buy a new American flag nice. and run that bad boy up there. I love it. I love it. Do you have any other ones like the state flag or do you have like a Royals flag or that you have underneath it? No, the the wife told me to get a Michigan football yeah? one, but uh, no, no, I'm just uh USA baby through and through. I love it. I love it. anything special you've done. I've, I've spent 4th of July's with you. Uh, one, I've yeah. spent it at my house blowing up stuff and I've spent it at the ballpark with you where you yeah. and I didn't participate. I did. How many press box hot dogs I could eat? Um, well, you did that one where I, 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 I said, can you eat one in under 15 seconds? Yes. And you covered it in a nacho cheese and said, yes, I can. <laughs> and shoved it down your gullet. Well, you and I have had many discussions through the years, whether, um, you know, Joey Chestnut and these guys, the likes, and I know yeah, your okay. feelings on an athlete or not. So I'm not yeah. going there with you because I know what the answer is. Um, but when you see this and what the spectacle it's become in the tradition, can you respect it now as a 4th of July tradition? Because this is something people do, man. They they turn on ESPN. They watch Joey. Here's what I'll say. He leads Here's the what sports I'll center. They put in a lot of work, right. a lot of dedication, those wackos. Mm. They put in a lot of work and a lot of dedication, and I can respect someone that works hard at a craft. So that's all I'm giving you. But I'm not going to watch. It is disgusting. It grosses me out. I don't, you know. 
Joey Chestnut, oh, he ate 73 hard-boiled eggs in 12 minutes. Which is <laughs> awesome. Just, it's disgusting, Jay. It's disgusting. Yeah. You know, it's one of the seven deadly now. sins, and we glorify Well, they're it. in a ball it's field awful. this year. They moved until you had to turn it on. They're doing it at a ball field this year, not at Coney Island. They're doing it at some ball field. And uh, the over-under is 73 and a half, uh, the William Hill Sportsbook. Yeah. You taking the – it's only been – Joey Chester no, said the record. The okay, he's done 74 and 75. That's been done, but it's but that's it. Like that, Those are the only two ever to go over 73 and a half. Oh, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll take over all day because, first of all, you got to be some kind of a weirdo to bet the under on anything because you're rooting for action to not happen. Uh, so betting the under is no fun to begin with. And then, you know, t- to think that this guy doesn't have something lined up. D- did they have I- – I can't imagine they had uh, this disgusting display last year. No, they did. They right? just did it. They just did it remotely. <laughs> they, they did. They did some Zoom. They, they didn't invite everybody. Like only the top dogs got invited. It's kind of like the home run derby, where you just bring that down to like eight people or something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they did. Let's it last talk year. about the home run derby. He set a record, uh, Joey Chestnut. Yeah, so it's a nice segue. Beak, would you take Shohei Otani or the field? <sighs> field. Because right now we know field. the field has Trey Mancini, Salvador Perez, and. Trevor's story. That's it right now, right? Four. That's it right now. They went in four, right? I believe so. Or is it five? Because didn't somebody else uh, see Trevor's story? Pete Alonso. Pete Alonso. Adam Polar Bear. Yeah. He's back as well. Now, I'll t- I think it's Major League Baseball will want Shohei Otani to win. Uh, you know, Pete Alonso, the defending champ. Uh, obviously, I'll be rooting for Salvador Perez, but the baseball fan in me wants to see Shohei Otani. Uh, at Coors Field, put on like a a show like we saw Josh Hamilton do a few years ago out at Yankee Stadium where, you know, I don't even care if you don't like baseball. You got to tune in to see what Shohei Otani is going to be doing coming up in what, nine days from now? Oh, it's going to be unbelievable. I, I, I've only been to one of them. I know you've been to a couple of them, but uh, the, the home run derbies. I yeah. was Cincinnati back in 15 while the Royals uh, made the All-Star game. Um, it, it's It was I, only, I love the – it's just like the hot dog eating thing, man. I love the home run derby, of course. I like like trivial things, and I love the home run derby. And But honestly, when Todd Frazier won it, I mean, it's, it's not the biggest star in the world, Todd Frazier, but he was playing in Cincinnati where they love him. Like, he was right. playing – he was doing it at home, and that was juice, man. That was electricity. That was him do, winning that at his home park, which to me was like one of my favorite sports memories. Yeah, I think that juice that you talk about uh, with with Todd Frazier, that is Shohei Otani. Whatever he's doing, he brings a certain amount of juice on the mound, in the box, a home run derby, the all-star game. Uh, I I, I, I just, I don't know how, um, A, that isn't the biggest story on that Monday night in the sports world. But I also don't understand how Shohei Otani doesn't remain at all times one of the three biggest storylines in the sports world. It, it's strange to me how some have already become numb to Babe Ruth playing <laughs> baseball here in 2021. Great you know, point. we always we glorify Babe Ruth and oh man, I, if I could see one player from before I was born, it would be Babe Ruth. Well, here he is. And he's in shape. He's not eating 80 hot dogs like the babe was or, or running the streets 
like Babe Ruth was back in the day. I mean, Shohei Otani, as he said in that article from uh, Rustin Dodd over the past week in The Athletic, this guy wants to go down as the greatest baseball player of all time, and he's just entering his prime right now. Now, I, I, I don't think that you know he'll be able to uh, get the kind of numbers to be in the conversation with Mays and Aaron and truly Mike Trout and the greatest players of all time. But uh, you do have to acknowledge that if you were going to build a baseball player, it's Shohei Otani. This guy is built in a lab, basically. I mean, uh, he, in my opinion, is the greatest baseball specimen in history. With all due respect to him, I know you, you're kind of talking about him like he's uh, not not a real person, but, I mean, he is. He's the greatest baseball specimen that this game has ever seen, and, and that's saying it, uh, acknowledging uh, the greatness of, of Willie Mays and the greatness of Mike Trout and Hank Aaron. I haven't seen any of those three greats post a 2-5 ERA over the first two months of the season while hitting 30 bombs. Big yeah, I know. 30 bombs from Shohei Otani. I, I'm sure you want to talk about Royals, but, man, no, I could I'm, talk about Shohei all day. I mean, as a baseball fan, I know Trout's hurt, but think about it. Trout, Trout has lived with either being the MVP or finishing second. Right. Like, pretty much his whole crazy. He's sprinkled in a fourth and a third or whatever, but he's always right. in the top five for MVP. He's yep. a teammate of Shohei. Like, that's a fun team to watch. Other than that, they suck, though. That's the problem. Yeah. But, I mean, they, yeah, they, and you throw in Rendon and Upton yeah. and prior to that. Great they had ball uh, players. and Hamilton. Yes. Yeah, and they, they just they don't understand that pitching is the currency of the game. They just uh, they either don't spend or they don't develop. I don't know what the Angels are doing other than ruining uh, now two of the greatest players of the last 50 years. Vern, also speaking of the All-Star game, one of the again, I think Royals fans can have some fun with All Star Weekend. I'm not just ta- I'm Heck not yeah. talking about the All Star Game. Obviously, the home run derby having Sal Perez that's fun because people really enjoyed seeing Moose in it a few years ago. And of course, if you're old school, Bo Jackson, Danny Tartable in it. But right. the Futures Game and the Futures Game is fun because you know usually it's one representative per team, but the Royals have multiple. Not all teams have multiple players, but the fact that it's Nick Prado and. I, I was doing uh, the Royals insider stuff like y- you are back when he was down in uh, Lexington and that Lexington crew in low A was one of the South Atlantic league and he was putting up big numbers. Then they got to Wilmington and the same thing happened to him, Jay Melendez and others. The numbers weren't the same. And obviously right. Wilmington's not a minor league affiliate of the Kansas city Royals. Now I don't know if that's by design or not, but they didn't do well there, but Prado's having a resurgence and his numbers are ever a bit as good as Bobby Wood Jr.'s down in Northwest Arkansas. So those two are going to the Futures game, which will be on Sunday. To me, that's a ton of fun as well. No doubt. Yeah, like you said, Royals fans every single day of All-Star Weekend are going to have something that if you are a true Royals fan, there's no reason you shouldn't be dialed into it. Although I will say, if you're willing to make a trip to Omaha, Sometime soon, I have a strong suspicion that you'll see Bobby Witt Jr. and Nick Prado there very soon. Look, um, you know, Alcides Escobar traded over to the Washington Nationals, uh, continuing to pave the way for Bobby Witt Jr. to take over as the shortstop at AAA. Um, And then I would expect in the second half of the season, if, you know, things don't change, uh, I would expect. Jorge Soler to get uh, his his pink slip, his DFA. You know, go 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 play somewhere else. Here's your money. Uh, get out of here. 
Um, and, and, and look, I, I know since they bumped him up to the two spot, he's hitting 240. And, and, you know, that's good for Jorge Soler with how poor he started off the season. Hitting 240 in the two spots, six hits, all of them singles. So, yeah, okay, it's a, it's a small step forward for Jorge Soler, but I can see him being moved out. You bring up Ryan McBroom. You give him the second half of the season to prove to you that he belongs on the 40-man roster moving forward, and that opens the first base position at AAA for Nick Prado. So Prado and Bobby Witt Jr., I would expect both of them to be playing every single day at AAA by this time next month. <laughs> by the way, Vern, on the Nathan, of these they're chugging something. It's, they've added a new like con- a liquid, or they yeah, taking like ketchup or it's something. It's not beer weird. or anything. It's like lemonade or something. Badlands Booker is one of them. But I thought that was interesting. They added a new element to this. I'm with you though. Real quick, Vern. I want to. Whoa, 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 whoa! No, no, no. So, I don't know what so, it looks so like. So now lemonade. it's a I don't know. drinking competition. Well, it's just it, man. It's like going to a concert, man. You have opening acts. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I got you. That makes sense. Need to do the beer chugging one. That that seriously, that needs with all the athletes doing like David Bakhtiari with the Packers, you know that obviously beer chugging is becoming something that people like doing. <laughs> I think but people I'm seriously have always like doing it. That I think would that's be what college like is. that would be something for me to aspire to. Like, can I qualify to get in the Nathan's You've already mastered beer that. chugging? Well, I know, but I want to try it against others. Uh, real quick, Vern. Uh, Escobar, you mentioned him. It's funny. He, I, I was, you were doing your Esky tracker yesterday, whether you're swinging on the first pitch or not. But I told Grant, man, I was like, say what you want about Escobar. I don't think I've ever been a, a player, and a, Witt can probably be in that category, but I've never been around a player that liked playing baseball as much as Escobar. Dude played every day. Ned would move him to the outfield third base. He knew his time was coming where a streak would end of leading Major League Baseball in consecutive games with Mondi coming up. Then he goes – Flirts around with what the Orioles and stuff has to go to Japan, comes back, goes to AAA. I can't think of anybody who loves baseball more than Asky. Yeah, yeah, he, he's he's you know he he comes across and, and the way that he's hanging on here at the end, it, it's very much you know a, a, a bull Durham, a, a, a baseball <laughs> movie kind of thing with he with Alcides Escobar. Yeah, but I don't blame him, man. I'd like to get that pension as well. If he can stay in the big leagues for the rest of the season, yeah, he he might grab that pension. I, I, just, I think he man, needs 90 games, though, Vern, so he's pregnant. 90, like, 90, 90 days. 90 days. Oh, 90 days. 90 days. Yeah, so, so he, you get he four get during it. the All-Star break. He could get it, you know? yeah. Yeah, so so it's still possible. When I think of Alcides Escobar, I, I, I just think of, you know, Ned Yost used to say that he had, uh, what, shark bones? Because it didn't matter where he got hit. He was always fine. He was yeah. always just ready to go. Brett Lowry rolls into tough. him and it looked like his season was over. He's back in there the very next day. Yet yeah, tough, resilient, uh, just uh, Alcides Escobar is one of those athletes that I think could have played a lot of sports. Soccer, basketball, football, whatever he picked up as a kid, I think he could have gone professional in that. The guy was just a natural athlete. It still is. All right, Vern. It was so Ben Attendee, which which Ben Attendee's back at the Royals days hitting second. I, I I wish he could have played in Boston. That would have been fun. I mean, it's see Ben Attendee back in Boston. I mean, seriously. I mean, he missed both of them. I mean, what what's the luck yeah. on that? But Edward right. Olivares, <laughs> this guy it reminds me of C.J. Spiller with a cheese get cut, play again. But this guy's been on a roller coaster. Uh, recalled what four times now, just since like the first of June. Hits that home run yesterday. Back to him. I get it though. I know people are going to be mad about this, and Twitter's probably freaking out about it already. I'm not looking at it, but 
They, they, he wants, they need playing time with Ben attending being an outfielder. He's not taking it from him. Now, Solaire, we can talk about that. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and I think after the All-Star break, unless the team wins out and they're able to meet my expectation of being within five games of 500 at the All-Star break, um, I, I don't think they're going to win out. I don't think they're going to uh, you know, sweep Cincinnati and sweep Cleveland going into the All-Star break. But uh, I, I think in the second half of the season, you start to see uh, the page turn to 2022, unfortunately. And uh, yeah, that means Edward Olivares comes up. That means hopefully we see uh, Jackson Coar and Daniel Lynch in the second half of the season. Yeah, it, it's, you know, you feel bad for Edward Olivares that he keeps uh, getting shipped back, to, back and forth between Kansas City and Omaha, but yeah, he's not the first. You know, I, I remember Jacob Junis doing this yep. in like 2017. He'd come up, pitch his tail off. They'd send him back to Omaha. He'd pitch his tail off down there, and then he'd come back and – uh, just Ned and Dayton sent him back and forth. It's it's part of being the big leagues, um, and and I'm sure Edward Olivares wouldn't trade it for anything. Um, you just keep grinding, getting those everyday at bats, and, and and he'll get his chance in the second half of the season to prove whether or not he should be a part of this team's opening day plans for 2022. So so his time is coming. He's just gonna have to wait a little bit longer. All right, Vern, I'll give you a real comment before I get into something completely ridiculous. Um, okay. I loved your questions to Matheny about guys having fun, the buying in. See, my I, uh, when I was doing Fesco's show on Friday, there was something I, you know, had, had been hitting on. Like, I, I'm curious about the reaction. Like, I was looking for something. Okay, what do I want to see with the Twins? Twins suck. Donaldson hates Giolito, but now we get to see Donaldson again. Besides, the, what do I want to see? I want to see how they're going to react. How would they perform? Are they going to lay down? Are they going to cry? What was me? Or are they going to come out there, be at the top step at the dugout, enjoy the fans? Fans came out 31,000 strong for a team on a nine-game losing streak, which shows me a lot about Kansas City. But the bottom line is I want to see how they reacted. Do they have fun? Do they understand what's at stake? And the last two days have been, been great. Great surprise how they reacted to that 15-1 destroying. Yeah, and I think that all goes back to the leadership. I mentioned it following yesterday's game. To me, the two guys that really spearheaded not just the win – but also the energy in the dugout and on the field and really throughout the stadium yesterday was spearheaded by uh, Danny Duffy and Salvador Perez. When Duffy came out of that game uh, after the top of the fourth inning, uh, he found a spot on the very top step of that dugout and did not move. I mean, he's clapping after every single pitch, every for every single batter, for every single plate appearance. Um, and, and when, you know, a 30-something your old pitcher with the World Series ring, the vet of your staff, when, when he's up there, uh, man, I don't want to see anybody else younger or without a World Series ring. I don't want to see anybody sitting uh, in that dugout. You better get up here on your feet and come up here and, and support these guys. And then you bring up Friday and 32,000 people showing up. Um, I Look, I knew it was going to be a big fireworks show. I, uh, maybe I forgot how much people loved fireworks. Um, oh, that, that, the bobblehead and fireworks. Yeah, yeah. But there was no bobblehead. I mean, 30. I know. Big, it was the biggest crowd in three years. And then insanity. yesterday we get like 16,000. So I don't it was fireworks. that br- Fireworks and yeah. dollar hot dogs. I mean, I don't I don't blame people, but, <laughs> man, fireworks were 32,000. You got to go crazy. back to 2018. Yeah, you and I. The used- last time this city showed up like that. Yeah, the Royals might be getting rolled like 10 to 1 or something. And you and I at the game, and I'd say, 
they're still here. <laughs> the sixth day, they're still there. Why? Fireworks. I mean, those fireworks, baby. Hey, but, I just can't imagine the kids can stay up that late oh. to make it that long. Know, they do. What's your favorite firework, by the way? Uh, I don't. I, I don't. I don't have. I don't have a favorite one. It's, I think I'm not a. I'm not a fireworks. That's guy. ridiculous. Missouri. You live in Missouri. It's the number one state for fireworks. So whatever. Yeah, that's not a. Uh, here, here's something ridiculous to leave you with. Joey Chestnut had the 17 year career so far, right? He's won 13 muster belts in the last 14. Mustard belts? They, they call it the, the championship belt. He's got like a WWE championship belt. They call called, it the mustard. It's called belt. the mustard Get belt. Okay. But it's very important, Vern. How uh, hot dogs consumed in his 17 year career? 1,013 at this contest. 126.6 pounds. 293,770 calories. Time taken eating as 1,000 hot dogs, two hours, 46 minutes. When you say all of those things. That what, is impressive. What, what's that, in that's your Ota- mind? That is, that is Otani of hot dog eating. All right, you were talking about how impressive he is. This is just as impressive. Yeah, well, if he's the Otani of hot dog eating, I'm sure he's the Adam Dunn of taking a dump because those things got to be just Oh, I can't imagine. Rough. I can't. That should be a 30 for 30. Like what's, what's, what's the next day like? Oh goodness. Oh goodness. Well, enjoy it, Vern. Enjoy it. You just know there's some somebody who wants to be the next Otani cuz I, I think it's going to be like Tiger Woods. When Tiger Woods yeah. started killing everybody, destroying everybody in the golf course, yeah. kids wanted to be him. And now he's like so. the victim of success cuz he ran in the guys that were, you know, that came up wanting to beat him. Otani, I think the next Otani's out there warming up right now. Hopefully, the little. I hope so. I hope so, man. All right, Vern, have a good day at the park. All right, buddy, appreciate it. Take care, Josh Vernier, right there, who's uh, slowly coming around to. uh... Well, actually, it's a lie. Um, I wish he would come around to the uh, hot dog eating. I was about to say, no part of that made it sound like he was coming around on the hot dog eating contest. It really didn't, to be honest with you. It but, sounded like he was as far away as possible. No, but he, he's, he used to be uh, more eloquent in his uh, diss of it. I mean, some of the words he would use to describe them, overeating and things like that, but it's, it's coming around. He at least, I think, is, I, yeah, never mind. Vern hates it. Um, funniest thing I've seen this week. I like You know how I like doing this. If I see some, like a fool doing something, I say, you'll talk about the biggest idiot I've seen this week. The most fun I've had with the storyline in sports this week. We do that next. Big Sunday. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Big Sunday, Jay Binkley, Grant Nicholson. The chase for Joey Chestnut's 15th mustard belt. That's to start here. 
in just a few minutes. Uh, from our uh, J Southland Toast Service text line, 913-576-7610. By the way, happy 4th of July to you too, Marie. Um, how about this from 816? This will make Vern happy, right? Probably walk around the press box a little bit, you know, like chest sticking out. Says, my dad is 75. All 75 in Kansas City. He just said his Mount Rushmore is Denny, Mitch, Vince Scully, and Vern. As far as voice, knowledge, etc., I know Vern is too humble. Well, yes, to be included with Denny and Mitch. Yeah, Vern just wouldn't get an extra plate of nachos. <laughs> he really did. I wouldn't doubt if this text ends up on his wall, like it's framed right next to Joey Chestnut. I love it, though, man. Vern's got the flag up on the flagpole. I love it. Anyway, uh, Grant, before we take a timeout, J.J. Picola spoke to uh, Cody Tapp. I love when he comes on because he gives you updates on Bobby Witt Jr. when he'll be in Omaha. Uh, Nick Prado, you heard Vern talking. They could very well easily be up there. I think that, uh, a trip to Omaha is in the works for myself when those two cats get up there because they have great beer in Omaha, so I don't want to miss out on that. Um, I will travel for beer and good baseball, so uh, I'm a fan of doing I love that ballpark up there, too. I love it. Uh, the Storm Chasers. Have you ever been to the Storm Chasers game? I strongly recommend it. The sight lines are great. The atmosphere, it's it's fun ballpark. But funnest thing I saw this, this week, Grant, is very simply the back and forth between Donaldson and Lucas Giolito. Josh Donaldson of these Minnesota Twins that are here. Lucas Giolito, the pitcher for the White Sox. Josh Donaldson crossed home plate. Said no more sticky stuff or something after hitting a home run. He took offense to it. Giolito called the a, a blanket pest in his post-game conference. Why doesn't he say it to my face? Guess we ran into the parking lot. Was one Josh Donaldson. You know, it, it's tough talk, isn't it? Like, what did you say to my face, man? Why didn't you say it to my face? Well, Donaldson tried. He didn't have really much to say. You know, he, he said that he thought it was annoying. I said, so what? I'm on the opposing team. What do you care about me? I said, I'm in your face. I'm telling you what I, what I think. What do you got to say about that? And he didn't have any response. <laughs> I'm all about this stuff, man. Or Girardi stepped out there. I know a lot of people say, well, Girardi stepped out there and was challenging when, when Scherzer. I, I don't know if he's met at Scherzer or another coach in the dugout, whatever. But he stepped out on his own. Josh Donaldson right there. I always said you can talk about it, you can be about it. And we all hate Josh Donaldson. I get it. He, 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 yes. As, as a rival, yeah. Is he a good baseball player? Yes. But it, it, it was a rival. That was fun. I mean, it was fun back and forth. Donaldson, like, you know, he played for the A's. Didn't like it. Played for the Blue Jays, didn't like it. Like, it's fun to have a rival. I'll give him that. Like, I think we need more of this. Like, Brad Keller, the White Sox fans didn't like him because he once hit Tim Anderson because he didn't like the way Tim Anderson, you know, was, was staring down a home run. Well, now Donaldson's their per- they, they hate Donaldson. But it's, it's fun because it sparks reaction. It sparks emotion. Well, what Donaldson did I think is awesome because – you know, like Giolito's being a tough guy. Yeah, he's in a press conference. Say it to my face. Well, he got a chance to because he saw you in the parking lot. You didn't exactly go punch Donaldson in the face. Now, had you, that would have gone viral. There's probably be people all across this country buying Giolito jerseys. Had he did it. 
But he didn't do it. So once again, you can talk about things, Grant, or you can be about things. You can talk about things and have five people hold you back. You know, hold me back, hold me back, hold me back, tough guy. No. I So I hate to do this, but I'll give him credit. Is he, is he cocky? Yes. But gave him the opportunity right in the parking lot. I'll say it to your face right now. Say, I was... Maybe I don't like the guy, but I respect that. Like, you got a principle. But I, you know what? You're, it's like you're Don Ventura, man. When he threw at Manny Machado, he knew. I mean, it, the game was pretty tense at that point, and it had some previous, a uh, previous at bat there. You knew there were, there was no doubt in my mind that if he hits Machado, Machado's coming out. Like you don't see superstars do this. We've seen Nolan Arenado, you know, lose it on the field, but you knew that if you hit him, but you're not only knew it too. He says, if I hit this guy, I got to fight. So what do you do? Like, stay. Even though Machado, much stronger, you know, I'll take it. You know what he did? I respected Donald for that. It was like, this is awesome. Like, he knows he's coming out. He's about it. Like, Donaldson was about it. I mentioned J.J. Piccolo, the assistant general manager of the Kansas City Royals, gives an update. Bobby Witt Jr., Nick Prada, when they go in Omaha. Find out next. Game Sunday. Welcome back to Big Sunday, Jay Binkley, Grant Nicholson. The hot dog eating contest is about ready to start. Joe Shea doing some nice introductions. I got a recording at home, but uh, are you listening to it at all? No, I don't have it on in here. I'm watching it, but I don't have the sound on. They're doing it at a minor league park there in Brooklyn near Coney Island. This thing, this thing keeps getting bigger and bigger every year. It's become a big event. And I know so many people like, oh, man, they tune and watch it. There's so many it's contestants. To, it's going to lead. Well, they have to qualify They've for it. They've been introducing people for like 12 qualify minutes. qualify for it. But look at all the people. There are thousands of people, man. Anyway, love it or hate it, I love it. So that's all that matters. Uh, I mentioned J.J. Piccoli, assistant general manager. For the Kansas City Royals, he talks about uh, Nick Prado. And uh, Bobby Wood Jr. in the All-Star Futures game. Both of those players have been there before. Not necessarily, obviously, the Futures game, but they, they've played in all these high school All-American games, and you know this that environment's not you know, something they've never experienced before. So they'll they'll handle that just fine. Uh, but it, it is an organizational win. You know, everybody gets one player to represent the organization, but when you get multiple players, there's only going to be a few teams that have multiple players. So it's a uh, you know, it's a great thing for us. Really proud of, of Nick and Bobby for what they're doing this year. Nick in particular, you know, coming off the, the tough year in 19 and putting all the work in he did last year and last off season and just taking it right into the into 2021 uh, as a testament to, to his resiliency. Uh, so really happy for him. And, and Junior just keeps, you know, doing great things on the field. You know, just even – Looking at like last night's game, you know he's one for four, and it looks sort of pedestrian. But he had three RBIs, you know. So the three RBIs, man on third, less than two outs. You know his even his outs last night were productive, and you know they're the types of things we need from winning players, and, and Bobby certainly one of them. And uh, Nick Prado's a guy, his for, former first round pick, the Kansas City Royals, did well in Lexington, kind of struggled in Wilmington. He's one of the guys you look at and think, all right, this guy really benefited. Uh, from that alternative site. Now, most guys go to the alternative site or not. Not very impressive. Uh, some of the numbers, because we've seen each other every day. Nick Prado really 
really jumped up on a pedestal there. Um, good to see him in Omaha, just like Bobby Wood Jr. Was good. Why are you smiling? Because they're doing Joey's introduction? Yeah, because I turned the sound on. Is it good? Does it sound good? It's just funny. He's talking about the Atlas universe and all the matter in the world. It's the best, like, announcer out there, George Shea. I've had him on the show before. He's, he's funny. But Joey Chestnut. He keeps talking like Joey Chestnut's like out of this world, like he's he some sort of alien or something. He is going for his 15th muster belt, man, or 14th. Uh, but J.J., uh, Bobby Wood Jr., he's killing it right now at Arkansas. So he's done everything he can at, at AA. And players speak to basically, you know, they don't have to say, hey, bump me up. or me. They do it themselves by production. Here's uh, here's J.J. Piccolo on how Bobby Witt Jr. is doing. I know that Abraham Nunez is our hitting coach there, and I know daily they're having discussions about what's going on, whether it's what they did last night, over the last week, you know, who they're facing tonight, you know, what's in their bullpen. But really when it comes down to it, I think Bobby just started seeing how teams were pitching him. You know, let's face it, we face uh, you know, six games in a row against one team, so it becomes pretty evident how they're going to try to attack you until you start having – success then they're going to you know they're going to pivot and go a different direction and the quicker the hitter can pivot now you're going to have production and that's what bobby's doing so a lot of it you know the credit goes to bobby and his mind he's got a hitter's mind he understands the game uh, but you know we're not real surprised I and mean, we've, we've always used first half for second half as a barometer you know typically a young player first half of the season will be okay but it's really the second half where it tells us if they're ready for the next level. Bobby's May and June sort of told us, you know, this guy's moving in the right direction, moving quick. Yeah, so they're in discussions. You heard Vern talking about it. Listen, they're probably going to move him up here to Omaha soon, um, sooner rather than later, with Nick Prado. You'll see both of them up there. It's a lot of fun. Um, here's uh, when J.J. was asked, when do you expect to see Bobby Witt Jr. in Omaha? So it's just a... I don't want to call it a philosophy, but it's a belief, you know, that the hitters go through progressions that are necessary to be prepared when they get to the major leagues. And it's seen a variety of ways people pitch. Um, and AAA will certainly provide that uh, for Bobby. It's just a matter of time. You know, it, 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 there's no set date, but those discussions are happening daily. And, uh, you know, it will happen for him as well. How about for Nick? Um, obviously, Bobby Wood Jr., we expected to be a fast riser J.J., everyone's opinion is different, but based on the last full season I saw Nick Prado, I was like, well. And here's what he said about Nick Prado. Yeah, he, he's on a great track as well, and it's uh, the timetable you know, is fairly similar you know, to, to Bobby. And, you know, the, you know when, you, when you look to move a player up to, it's, yeah, we're ready to move them, but you also want to time it right from a, a travel perspective. You want the transition to be as simple as possible. You know, they've got the futures game uh, next week to deal with. And then after that, I think we you know, can settle in on when that, that time may be for each guy. But you also, you know, in our case right now, we've got Ryan Broom on the 40-man roster <clears throat> that's playing first base daily. Yeah. So when, when you get somebody like that, like you got Nick Prado there, he's got to be in the lineup every day. So you got to manage the lineup as well. And him being a young player <clears throat> doesn't make it as urgent. But you want to recognize what he's done as a player and not keep him where he's not being challenged every night. So we're going to have to balance that out, and we're working that out right now. See some excitement, Rose fans. Man, he had over 30,000 at the K the other night, 32,000. Big, biggest crowd since 2018. You've got Prado and Witt Jr. in the Futures game next weekend. you get got Salvador Perez in the home run contest. 
Grant, how was the uh, Joey Chestnut introduction? It was a good. It was a good introduction. I well, only caught seventy five percent of but it. You enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. So I played you 2015's uh-huh. intro to George. This is an epic one that was, uh, uh, well, he had 2015. I played 2014. Here was 2015's. You know what this means? Talking about him like he's a Greek god, man. Going for his 14th mustard belt, bro. He fell from the heavens. Yes, he did. <laughs> he's about to start the eating. I'll keep you posted, of course, on the results of that. But uh, so I'll give you the results on the hot dog eating contest. Um, I want to know what you guys are doing for, for the 4th of July. I'll read a few texts on what people are doing for their spreads. I want the unusual stuff you do for your traditions. Like unusual, like... Well, I don't know if it's, I'm from Kansas City, but I eat barbecue for Thanksgiving. Like, we go out and get it the day before, I eat barbecue for Thanksgiving. So what's different? Maybe crab legs would she eat for the show. I don't know. What do you do? We'll talk about that next. Game Sunday. Welcome back to Big Sunday. Happy 4th of July to everybody out there. Jay Binkley, Grant Nicholson producing. Joey Chestnut's up to 41 hot dogs at this pace. Not even halfway done. It's 540 left in it. Now keep this in mind. He set the record last year of 75. The year before, he hit 71 dogs. 74 was a record. He did it in 18. Set a new record in, in um, 17 with 72. Another record in 2016 was 70. What you're seeing today is history in the making. You think you have to have special qualifications to be the girl behind him to flip the sign because you got to be much faster than all the other girls? Well, the other hard part is there's actually judges look at him and the officials. They're right in front of each eater because they have to officially count the dog because you got to eat it all, right? Like I told you, if you barf in your mouth, you got to eat it. Like they're watching for that stuff. They're watching for cheating. You talk about the spider attack in baseball, the cheating. You don't want any cheating going on the hot dog contest. Like, wouldn't it suck if they found out, like, Joey had, like, spider tack on his hand and it would make him, like, rapidly grab the hot dog? Yeah, but how would he eat it? He'd be ingesting the spider tack. <laughs> You're not getting that off a dog. He might. Is he going to touch 100? Here's the thing, though. This, this, this is what real athletes do. They keep just going to be the best. Like, he's at 49. The next closest at 34. He's at 50 now. The next closest at 34. He could just be done. Like, just slowly eat them. 
and win this thing. He can win the contest. It's just about showing off now. If he doesn't get the record at this point, I mean, but they, kind of a kind of a letdown. On this, kind you know. of a letdown. He's by far the favorite. You weren't getting very good odds on it, but the over-under was interesting, 73 and a half. He's eating nine hot dogs a minute. <laughs> I got the over. But the bottom line is, this is what real athletes do, man, competitors. Like, you could easily just sandbag this. You're in the clubhouse. You got the lead. You got the win. Now, let's be the best. Let's continue to be the best. Like, I take a whole team full of Joey Chestnuts, man, because they're going to strive for greatness. And we have them. Patrick Mahomes strives for greatness. I'd like to see him in this. Would you like to see Mahomes in this? Why would you like to see Mahomes in this? Why not? You think that Patrick Mahomes is a good competitive eater? Or you just want to see an athlete do it? If he applied himself and he trained for this, which I, you know, no, I wouldn't want to see it now because he's playing for the Chiefs. But if he applied himself, I mean, the guy's playing golf well now. I mean, the guy can do anything. But wouldn't you think he could dominate in this? If he if he applied himself, he's got that he's wired to be a champion, man. If he applied himself to competitive eating, I'm sure he could probably be good at it. But like, absolutely could. He could be a pro bowler if he can do anything. If you, but there's himself. also probably a level of intestinal fortitude that you have to have that maybe he doesn't possess. He is on a I slow know, pace man. now. He's at 61 now with 242 remaining. Again, he's probably just taking it easy. I can't imagine what the rest of the day feels like uh, for all these guys, gals. Because there's a, there's a, there's a, the females who went before. There's a champion, and then this is uh, the males. They had to put this in the Olympics, to be honest with you, because there's people worldwide that do this. Can you see Joey? Why would they gun? put this in the Olympics? Why not? Have you seen some of the Olympic sports? I'm not kidding you. Pole dancing is on the dock at the becoming Olympic sport. I'm not kidding. Not like down at the local cabaret, but I'm talking like. There's, there is an athletic ability to pole dance, right? I'm not kidding you. Google it. I, I agree with you. I just think it's a weird thing to add to the Olympics is competitive eating. Gosh, man, he's at 215 now. I could take the under. What, so what, what are you eating today? What's your? I have no idea. Um, We're getting dinner from my dad this evening. Man, your dad is always hooking you up, man. He's always hooking me up. Yeah. You probably paid for your Father's Day dinner too. No, I paid for that one. He specifically mentioned this show as the reason why he let me pay. Because he said, I wouldn't let you do it any other time, but Jay would make fun of you if I didn't. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Because <laughs> I would have. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> if you didn't buy your dad's lunch. <laughs> He's like, the only reason I'm letting you pay is because Jay would make fun of you. <laughs> they even took a commercial break because they should do split screen here, like doing other sports where you still show the competition. I think they're having issues with the camera. What? They're having technical issues? I think they're having technical issues. I was, was going to say, because they never cut they out never the commercial out. in the middle of the hot dog contest. It's a pizza commercial. Go figure. Uh, someone on the text line likes crab legs. They do this on this. what I was saying. I mean, you do this, something different. Hot dogs, brats, burgers. That's been the big one. That's what. But you know what? There's, that problem. There's nothing wrong with being clear. back. 50 seconds left. He's at 70, by the way. Being cliched, eating hot dogs, brats, and burgers. Remember that dude that put out that tweet that John Brasso said that eat, cooking in the kitchen is much better than the grill because it's just cleaner and all this. No, you get the taste of the grill. You get you got a grill. They say it's not as cleanliness as just eating inside. No, but it's more fun. It's more fun. Twenty six seconds remain 
in the hot dog contest. What was he over under? 73 and a half? 73 and a half. He's going to beat it. He's going to beat the over. He's at 73. He's going to get to 74. 74. Boom. Can he get to 76? He needs two more. Two more for the record. Does he have to finish the dogs by the time? I know! (laughs) It just went dark. It's embarrassing for ESPN. This is embarrassing. You're right. It's an embarrassment. You should be ashamed of yourself. He did it. 76. Did he? Is that going to be official? I don't know. I mean, they keep. This is terrible. Kramer, check this out, man. The, the camera keeps going out. We got a world record being held here, and it keeps cutting out. It's like the home run derby, and it just cuts out in the middle. No, you can't do that. This is a tradition on the 4th of July, and we can't get the cameras to work. We don't even know if you beat the record or not. We think we do. There's a sign behind him that says 76. That means he hit 76. That means he's now set the record for hot dog championship. So does he have to have all of the hot dogs eaten by that time, or can he finish them once they're in his? Well, if, whatever's in your mouth, you can finish. But it's got to be in your mouth. And like I said, if you barf, you got to eat the barf. Because you throw up, you're disqualified. But you are not mine own. Fate is your father, and you belong to the people. For you shall lead the army part of, of the, the day free. So far. And she held him high. And the finger of power that destroys the unworthy descended. And it touched him on the forehead. And it anointed him the champion of the world. Of now and of always. Of the 4th of July. Of the nation. Of the free undergone. I'm pumped up. Seriously, man. It's America. Nice job, Joseph. Joey Jaws. Josh Furnier, our Royals insider. I'll be pumped up listening to Vern. Because you know he's just grabbing hot dogs in that press box. Vern, next. Sunday. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. 
Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.